Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Guys, come on, it's a happy day. Feliz Pascual. Tony, I need your help today, man. I need I need an encourager. I need you to encourage today. I'm just saying that because you're you're far out and I, you know, you help me out with my Spanish sometimes. Praise the Lord. I just want to be honest with you today. I do not know what's going on with my hearing. It's like going in and out. Don't know what's happening. It's not, this, it's not you guys. It's like internal. But I'm going to go on in faith. Because that's what the Lord tells us to do. That's what he requires of us to do. Amen? So if I start talking and crackling or doing different little stuff, just... Well, today's the Super Bowl of Sundays for church. Amen? Hoy es el Super Bowl de los Domingos para la Iglesia. And seeing that some of you guys are here today, los veo a todos aquí hoy... It tells me that you have some knowledge or belief in honor of Jesus Christ. Me muestra que usted tiene algo de honrar para Jesús Cristo. Amen? Well, praise God. Gloria a Dios. That's a time to just praise God. Because you're in the house of God. You're in a place that you can honor God. Amen. It is resurrection Sunday. Yes. This day is the day that marked that Jesus rose from a borrowed tomb, the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. And just a side note for you guys, if you guys don't know this, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, si Jesucristo no resucitó de entre los muertos, he would be a thief and a lie. Un ladrón y una mentira. And why, you ask? Anytime you borrow something and don't return it, you just stole it. Y'all might not have caught that. Jesus had to borrow a tomb. He just needed it for a moment. Joseph of Arimathea loaned Jesus his tomb because he knew he was going to get it back. Yes. The Bible says this, that Jesus is not a man that he should lie. Jesus Cristo no es un hombre para que mienta. In John uh, 2 and 19, said that Jesus said this, If you destroy this temple, I will raise it up again in three days. Now, many false religion, uh, uh, religions have mocked our belief in wars are breaking out and rumors of wars are breaking out. And if you guys don't know, watch TV. But there's just the truth about Jesus Christ. Aquí hay algo de verdad para este mañana. Here's some truth, truth that I need you guys to understand about today. Y'all ready? Muhammad didn't get up. Confucius didn't get up. Buddha didn't get up. Joseph Smith didn't get up. Jim Jones este muerte. David Caress es muerte. 
but Jesus Christ is alive. And vive. He is risen. Come on, not something that celebrate. I, you guys, when I say this is the Super Bowl of Sundays, if this was Super Bowl, you would have came with your Super Bowl shirt on representing the Niners or whoever you represented. And you go home and you're shouting, you'd have barbecue, you have a great time. But when we get to church, we like to pat our hands, but we don't give the, pat, the patting and the praise to God because he is the savior of the world. What are we thinking? Like we got things backwards, saints. Come on. So this brings us to our scripture for today. And I want to try to tie these two scriptures together for you today. Um, and I, you guys, please forgive me. If you guys don't know who I am, this is your first time here. My name is Pastor John R. Butcher, Senor Carnicero. <laughs> Amen. The R in my name stands for random. <laughs> Not just Roberto, <laughs> but random. Enough of that. I'm going to tie these two scriptures in for you today. John chapter 2, 19. You just heard me say it. And Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple, destroy this building, destroy this body. And in three days, three days, I will rise it up again. He said, I will raise it up again. I want you to understand he said, I will raise it up. Not men. He said, I'll do it. And then 1 Corinthians 3 and 9 says this. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Yeah. Amen. First of all, I want you guys to notice that, and, and if you haven't already noticed this, and, and you're wondering people to the left of you or to the right of you, I wonder if you're just looking and going, I wonder what what's going on with their lives. What's happening? You can tell a lot about a person by the way they look. You can tell a lot about a person by the way they dress. You can tell a lot about a, a, about a person the way they act. And by a look of a lot of us here, I'm sure you can see that some of us are a mess. Don't be looking. Not yet. Okay, look. Now you can look. <laughs> Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you a mess. Uh -huh. Look at the other way. Look at your other neighbor and go, uh, you a mess. Now, here's the, next, here's the next thing I need you guys to know, okay? I need you guys to do this next thing. I need you to look up at God and go, God, I am a mess. Come on and confess it. Ayúdeme, por favor. Ayúdeme, por favor, señor. Now, let me say this. I will, not, I will not offer any apologies for the mess that you see in the building today. I'm not going to offer any apologies to anybody. And why do you ask? I'm glad you asked. Because this mess that you see here is a result of progress. The mess that you see here is because of change. The mess that you see here is because God is still working on me and he's still working on you. Come on, somebody. We too busy trying to work on somebody else when we need to be working on our own selves. Don't get me, don't get me to the point where it talks about, don't you know, because everybody else trying to pull the, the little stick out of somebody's eye, and you running around with a board out of your eye, like this. Let me let me help you with let me help you with that. No. Get that board out of your eye first. Now there's two types of mess 
that you can find in yourself. Really, there's three types, but I'm only going to talk about two. Number one is a mess that you got yourself into because you tried to do things yourself. Amen. You guys know about some of those things that you tried to do yourself. I know for me, you know, it was construction. I tried to do things over and over and over again. And finally, you know what I thought? Why did I just pay somebody to do it? I'm just letting you, I'm just trying to help you all out. Number two, there is a mess that happens just because of life. I know some of us here got COVID, some of us got sick, some of us got cancer, some of us got bad hips, we get the gout. There's all kinds of stuff that we can get. It just happens, right? That's just a mess that happens. But some of us have had some bad things that have made a mess of out of our lives. Now watch this. We've had bad mistakes, bad relationships, bad business deals, and bad decisions that left our lives in a mess. Can anybody testify about the mess that you're in right now? But before we can rebuild, we have to demolish the mess that we're in now. But the dichotomy is, we have right here, when we tear down a mess that we made, it just creates an even bigger mess. Think about it. When you want to tear something down, you go, man, this, thing, this is a mess. I don't like it. You tear it down. But when you tear it down, it creates a bigger mess. It gets dirty. It exposes things. You thought, you thought it looked bad until they started uncovering some stuff. Come on. But let me encourage you today. You can't have a message without a mess. Message, mess. Unless you have a message, you're going to have a mess first. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. You need to have a message without, I said, you can't have a message without having a mess. Your message of hope, your message of ambition, your message of um, anticipation, your message of expectation, your message of restoration, and a message of victory. All of it starts with the mess. Some of us have been in a mess, and I think that you really need to confess. When God is working on you, there will be some things out of place. You're going to find that there's some things in your life that just don't belong there. But before he can start building, there will be some things that have to be torn down. There's some things in your life that need to be torn down. There's some framing that needs to be torn down. There's some things in your life that don't need to be there anymore. But if you allow God to come in and be the carpenter that he is, he'll make all things new again. Now, as a result, things are going to get messy. And as we look back at our scriptures, John 2 and 19, it said, Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Jesus spoke this, and he said, destroy this temple. What he was saying is, look, there is a temple. There is a nice place. There's a place for you to worship. There is a, a, a place that, that people will come to worship. And he says, once it's destroyed, he's going to rebuild it. 
But what he was trying to say is that until you receive salvation from me, your life is a wreck. And when you take to salvation and you get it, I will rebuild your life up. But sometimes, you know, some of us think, oh, you know, uh, rebuild. I got to rebuild my life. It's going to take years. Yeah, your life of rebuilding may take years, but there's a process called sanctification. But God said, I can make your life new again in one moment. But sanctification happens right away. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> First Corinthians 3 and 9, it says, For we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. We see first, it says this, we are both God's worker. In the King James Version, it says that we are laborers together. This tells me that we all should be working. We need to be working on something in our lives. As a side note, if you're not working, then you can't be called a laborer. You know, oh, okay, I was about to say something. Get off. It's Easter. I don't want to. The work labor is an adjective to describe something you are doing, not what you've done. If a pregnant woman is going into labor, she needs to be in some kind of pain. Can I get an amen? Any pregnant women in the house? Because if she isn't in pain, she's not in labor. I remember a time when I was younger, during the summer, I went to go out in Green Valley and pit apricots. This is when it was like work. You know, none of you young kids know anything about that. It's work, okay? I got I to pay kids to, pay, to do the lawn nowadays. I had to go out, go pit apricots. So they give you this big tray of apricots, hand you apricots. And you sat there out in the sun. And as I'm sitting there, they give you a little knife and you got to cut them in half and then pull the pits out. And as you did it, you would get paid for every tray that you, you, you turned in. But if you were out there, you know, shucking and jiving and talking and having a good time with your buddies, by the time the day is over, you go to turn in one tray, you're going to make like 50 cents. When other people were out there working. Yeah, you guys, you guys get this. The end of the day, you got paid by how much you work. Not just because you showed up. If you didn't work, you didn't get paid. So we are workers together. We are to be working on getting better and making things better for ourselves and for others. So the work has to go forth. We should make sure that we are actually a part of the work and not a fan of the work. How many Warrior fans we got here? There's like five of us? The rest of y'all are haters. Praise the Lord, we will have an altar call for all y'all Laker fans in here. That's what it is. I know, I, I, I can feel it. I can feel, no. Well, anyway, how many of you people actually were able to experience the last championship that the Warriors had? You guys remember the last championship? 
You guys, you guys got excited about it? You guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's been a while. Did you guys receive a championship ring? Right, right, right. You know why? Because you were, you were just a fan. You were just a fan. Do you catch that? It's just, you're just a fan. You could cheer for them all you want. You could sit down and throw on a jersey and do all that stuff. You ain't getting paid. You ain't really on the roster. They don't even know who you are. But you want to shout and jump and everything else, but you ain't even on the team. And somehow, some way, you think that you're benefiting. You guys catching this? That you're benefiting off the win of the Warriors. You're not. You're just a fan. You will sit there and cheer them on, watch them, get excited, and you've got nothing out of it. But if you look at Curry and them out there playing, they out there, they're on the team, they're hustling, they're doing everything to make the wins count. That's what's happening to us, not just as a church, but as a people. We love the work that God does to us. We love the work that God does in us. We love the work that God does through us and for us. But guess what? We're not a fan of what Jesus is doing. We just, we're just a fan of the work. Because he likes to do a work in us, and he likes to work, do a work through us. Well, I'm going to let you guys know, you know, we have a uh, championship caliber team here at the Building Christian Fellowship, if I have to say so myself. And we are making it available for everyone here to be on the team, to play a part. Did I say everyone? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean everyone. So at church, and I, I know what tradition says, and then somebody may say, well, you know, I may not play an instrument, or I may not be able to sing, and, or I might not be able to do that. That is a lie from the pits of hell. We are all a body fitly joined together. You guys with me? You don't have to be completely, uh, what's the word? I guess we say you got to be completely saved to be in church. Because at the end of the day, we all need Jesus. I need Jesus. We all need Jesus, but we need to be a part of the body, fitly joined together. What am I saying? That all everybody in here has a part to play. Whether whether it could be whether it could be uh, the cleaning team, the praise and worship team, the the prayer team, whatever it may be, we all have a part to play, and it's an important part. This isn't a part of my message, but I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing this in there for free. It's like a car salesman. I'll give you some mats. Car. <laughs> Throw that in there. Don't, don't tell my manager. Don't tell the manager. She, I'm, listen, listen. Sometimes we think that another part, our body part is more important than the other parts. You guys hear me when I'm saying this? Very careful. Listen very carefully. Because, you know, guys like to go to the gym. When they go to the gym, they work the club muscles. <laughs> Ain't got no foundation. 
They look good. Buttons being pulled tight on the shirt. You guys know what I'm talking about. Not, not, not even down here, not just around the stomach, but up in the ch chest, you know, because they, they look all tight and everything. But there's, there's parts on their bodies that aren't working right. They're weak because you haven't strengthened them. And, we, and watch this. When we get all strong and, and all this other stuff and do a squat, and we don't do squats, but then all of a sudden when we want to do some work, like to pick stuff up, you can't do it because your legs are too weak. And then, then, then here, goes, here goes the big thing. But here's the big part I need you guys to understand. We look and we say, you know, club muscles are great. The legs, I might do better, but how's your heart? It's part of the body that we don't focus on because we don't see it. There are people out here right now that are livers, hearts, kidneys, and they do jobs here in, in, at the church that you'll never see them do. But they're imperative for the life and the health of the body of Christ. Where was I at? Do the work. Listen, you guys, we call this the building because we're building up your faith, building up your hope, building up your love, and building up a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. While we are helping you build your mess into a message of hope, you are helping us spread the message of Jesus Christ by building his kingdom. How do you know you're on the team? You know you're a part of the team when you are all in. Your performance is going to show it. You're giving. You're serving. You're participating. You are part of the team. Now, now watch this. Let me back, get back to the message and say this. God is working on all of our lives. And when we see someone else's life in a wreck, don't be quick to judge them on their appearance. Come on. You don't know where everybody's at right now in life. You need to consider yourself first and be like, well, oh, they messing in a mess. You just need to say, God, I thank you where I'm at right now. But Lord, help them out. What can I do to help this person out? Think of yourself a little lower than the person next to you. Come on, saints. Just know, as, as messy as their life looks, your life looks just as bad to somebody else. When God begins to tear down some things in your life, he likes to use the carpenter. In my closing, Kai and I, We are in the early stages of doing a remodel in our kitchen. We're excited. <laughs> our kitchen works fine. Our kitchen serves its purpose. And that is, when she gets in there and she can cook, we got a stove, we got a refrigerator and a dishwasher. It serves its purpose. 
but we want it to be better. It serves its purpose. It's doing what it should be doing, but we want to go to the next level. The next level. So what we decided to do is we looked at ourselves and we said, this is what I envision for our house, the kitchen. And we sat down and we prayed about it. And really, of course, I'm just the financer and she's the one with the vision. I just say, yes, honey. Yes. Whatever you like. Praise God. And I was sitting there thinking, I said, you know what? I'm doing this for my wife because really I wanted a motorcycle. <laughs> did that just come out? Did that? Did that? Did I just vomit that out? Our kitchen was old, it was outdated, it was still useful, but it needed to be better. So we called a carpenter in, and we called the carpenter, he came in, and we said, this is what we want. This is what we'd like to see. Watch this. This was our vision. And when we gave it to the carpenter, the carpenter's like, okay, I see what you're saying, but let me show you what more you could get. Because I know what you're seeing, but I want you to see what I could see. And the carpenter began to show us things that we didn't know about and show us bigger things and better things that he could do. And he's looking and you're like, well, man, how can we afford that? He goes, no, you got favor. Because you got favor with me. I'm the carpenter. He says, don't worry about the price because the price has already been paid. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and give you what you asked for and what you wanted because you've been faithful. And I was just like, okay, praise God. So the Lord came, I, I mean, the carpenter came. <laughs> and he gave us a date, how everything thing is going to go and everything else like that. Just a huge blessing. Huge blessing. Listen, why I give you that story is because of this. God desires to tear down some things out of your life. There's some things in your life that may be working fine for you right now. But there's greater in your life. Jesus Christ was a carpenter for this reason. He wants to tear down the old stuff. Yeah, it can still be useful, but he wants to tear it down, show you what you really need, show you what you really want, and then he wants to build, rebuild your life again. But there's a mess that's going to happen. There is a mess. He said, if you tear it down, I'm going to rebuild it back up. He said, if you tear it down, I'm going to build it back up in three days. I'm going to resurrect these things in your life. He's Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the resurrection. Allow Jesus Christ to hang the sign over your life that says, under construction. So we can turn this mess into a message of hope in your life. 
I want to just tell you guys today, happy Easter. But even more so, happy resurrection. Happy resurrection. God's going to revive, resurrect you, and not only give you power, he's going to give you that Holy Ghost power to live a life of resurrection, that kind of power that you can walk out of here and know that Easter isn't just on a Sunday once a year. Easter and resurrection power happens to you every day of your life. Will you allow him to rebuild your life today? Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Amen. Well, if you're here today, first thing I want to let you know is Christ is interceding on your behalf. I know it's Easter Sunday. I know. For every church that I know of in this whole community, it's Easter Sunday. We've expected big crowds like this. Every, it'll, I, to be honest with you, it's going to be Easter Sunday. The number, the number two uh, Sunday is Mother's Day. Right? But I'm just going to be, I don't know what other preachers are preaching or what they're saying, but I want to share something with you. Christ wants to see you a part of his body. What he means by that is when Jesus Christ died, the church was born. When they cut him under, under his side, the church was born. And he's allowed us to be a part of the church. Listen, saints, he died for what you're seeing here today. A corporate gathering of believers. I'm not talking about tradition. I'm talking about a body of believers, a place where you have family. Yes, I know you don't like church. You probably just came in today. I'm hearing this of the Lord. You only came in today because somebody invited you. They don't like church. You don't like church because you've been church hurt and all this other stuff. But listen, you still go to Walmart. And Walmart's service is terrible. You go and there's not even a, a, a somebody at the register, but you wait. But when you come to church, somebody doesn't say hi to you or sits in your seat or, or whatever. Or some say something dirty or nasty to you. You get offended and walk away. You're not walking away from the church. I'm being honest with you. You literally end up walking away from God. Because God, God is everywhere, but guess where he's at? He's in all of us. And I just want to say on behalf of every bad church hurt, saying, every person ever offended you, every person that said the wrong thing at the wrong time, I am sorry. I may say something to you, Please forgive me. Give me the same grace that you want when you mess up. 
but this is where we belong. Whether it's here at the Building Christian Fellowship or it's another church, get into a church, get involved, and keep growing. Whew. That's, that's not my desire. It's Jesus' desire. You have destiny written on your life. Your future doesn't look like it does today. God says you have greater things for you today. Your future doesn't look like this. If you're here today, and that's my, this is my first petition is this. If you're here today and you've never, you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's a difference. Well, yeah, I know God, but have you confessed him? Because I'm going to let you know, demons themselves call Jesus Lord. But have you confessed him as your Lord and Savior? And you say, today, that's me. I want to confess Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Listen, you may not know him like right now, but I would love to help you get you in, uh, involved with other people to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, throw you in the boat, bring you in the boat and take a picture and push you back out. We have people here that will walk with you in your relationship with God. If that's you today, I'm just 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 come up to the altar. If you say I want to give my life to Christ. This is not a walk of shame. It's a walk of victory. I took the walk. Can I be honest? I took the walk quite a few times. Does anybody in here want to give their life to Christ? Amen. My second petition is this. If you're in here and you've been church hurt and you want to release that, if you, if you, want, if you want prayer for that, or just say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to release all this, this stuff that I've been dealing with. If that's you, I want you to come up front. The reason why I have you come up front is because here at the altar is where sacrifices are made. Your hurt, your oughts, your pain, even your sins can be laying at the altar. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Anybody else? Praise God. Can you guys do me a favor? Can you guys come a little bit closer this way? Ariel, come, come this way here so I can. That's good. That's how much. Praise God. Anybody else? Going once, twice.
I don't know what you guys have been through. I don't know what odds. Uh, I don't want to know right now. I don't know you. But I'm going to tell you specifically, just out of my mouth, whatever happened, what I'm giving you right now is what I'm feeling to say is, I'm sorry. The voice that you're hearing and what's happened with you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it happened. And from the bottom of my heart, I wish that you could forgive me for what's happened to you. And I just pray right now that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will encompass you and allow you to release the unforgiveness that you've been holding on into your heart for a long time because God wants you free. He wants you free. You don't have to worry about it. You don't know what's, what's happened. You, 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 you pushed it back so far, but now it comes up every once in a while. Let it go. Just let it go. Raquel, can you stand, please? Thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for these beautiful women of God, Lord. I thank you that you know what they're going through, the odds that have happened in their hearts. But Lord, you've seen everything that they've gone through. So Lord, I ask right now that you will give them extra grace. <laughs> yes. You've given them grace just to even come to your altar, Lord. And you said they would, you would give more grace to them. As they humble themselves, you will uh, raise them up. And Lord, I also thank you for the spirit of forgiveness through Christ Jesus that is in them. I thank you, Lord, as they move forward, that they will move forward and release every spirit of offense we bind that up in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the spirit of forgiveness. We thank you that we will walk in grace. Lord, we thank you that we will walk, Lord, with your word. And we thank you that every time the enemy tries to remind us, Lord, that uh, about whatever's happened, Lord, that any time the enemy tries to remind us, Lord, you said that no weapon formed against them shall prosper in any voice that rises up against them that you shall condemn. So, Lord, we condemn those words. We condemn the, the, the language and the spirit, the, the, the words of the spirit, uh, of these, those unclean spirits, and we say that they will only hear your words. We thank you for that, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Well, praise God. If you guys are cooking dinner and you're doing something like uh, ham or something like that and collard greens, please leave your name and uh, address. Just let us know. We might be doing a drive-by later on. I'm just joking. Praise God. So thank you guys so much. Let me pray you guys out. Praise God. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. For your word today. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us resurrection power. Lord, we thank you that you uh, said that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Let us take your words and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. As we leave this place, Lord, but never from your presence, we thank you that you will meet us at our homes, Lord. I thank you for family. 
I thank you for family, Lord. I thank you even for those that aren't in the faith, that we can stand in the faith, that we can show the love of Christ to our family. And Lord, I thank you that you will give us the, the, the give, uh, give our family members more grace than you've given us. So we thank you for that. Lord, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you in the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And the church said amen. 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 You guys go with God. God bless you.